stick that on. Have a, li- have a listen. Whoa. Hello. How clear is that? You're listening to the Dulcet Tones. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and you're very welcome to episode 43 of Higher Fidelity. Now, I'm very excited for this episode, which makes for a change, uh, because my guest today, alongside being a thoroughly nice chap, uh, is also a fellow Peter. It's the first instance of two Peters being on the show. Because hello. Hello, Pete. Hello, Pete. (laughs) Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Nice to Pete here. Um, But yeah, so really glad you're on the show. Honoured to have you here. Pleasure. Thanks for coming over. Thanks for grace and your presence. But I have to be honest and say the only reason I've really got you on the show is so that I can use a title that I've had for years. This Go has been in the back it, yeah. pocket for yonks. This episode is going to be titled Two Pete's in a Podcast. Killer. It's so good. <laughs> fucking dab it out, man. <laughs> it's fucking class. <laughs> had that idea and was like, right, need to find some, another Peter who is inclined enough to be on a show and also be entertaining on it as well. So you've been in Ireland now a few days. Yeah. Have you been enjoying it? I've really been enjoying it. I mean, you've been giving me a crash course in Dublin. I've yeah. been, I've been, and we've been crashing about. We've been, we've been crashing left, right, and centre. Yeah, absolutely careening through uh, Dublin, uh, centred around places like Metro Cafe and P Max, which are all within fifty feet of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, you, you came over, and through no fault of our own, ended up hanging out with a lot of people who I didn't know I was going to get to hang out with the last few days, and you got to meet a lot of people who were yeah. very close, to, which was very, very nice. We're talking your Emmas. We're talking your Manons. You're talking your Ryan's. We're talking your Ronans. Loads of heads. You meet them all. They all think you're great, and you think they're great, and it's nice to know. Normally, when the when the show starts, we go back a bit through our the shared history. Normally, when I have people on, mm-hmm. it's people who I've known for up on ten, if not fifteen years. Yeah, this is really the first instance where we only met for the first time two, three days ago. Yeah, I mean, I've known you for ten years. Well, this is the yeah. thing. So that's what uh, my you entered my sphere through uh, something that we can definitely agree is like a gift to mankind. Yes. Uh, TikTok. Yeah. So I was just harmlessly scrolling through my FYP uh, one of the days, which is for uh, any of the oldies listening, is your For You page. Mm-hmm. But um, So I was just scrolling through there one day, and next thing I see this mop come up, and it's a video titled David Bowie in 1967. Uh-huh. And it's you do these humorous send-ups of the type of lyrics that Bowie was putting out at the time, yeah. which became a bit, of, a bit of a mini-series for you. But uh, this one anyway happened to just, it did... To use another phrase that people use around the time, it's, it's, it did fucking numbers. Yeah, it blew up, and I wasn't expecting it. To. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So you're a kind of you're a, a recipient and also victim of mild internet virality. Yeah, what's yeah. that like? Oh, it's wonderful. I mean, um, well, with the, with the Bowie stuff was so weird because I, sorry, so speaking, it's, 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 it's not omnidirectional. You have to speak right into it. I'm so used to working with omnidirectional microphones. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was such a weird one because I was just listening to his first album thinking this is shit <laughs> some just... people don't often say about Bowie's I was listening to a Bowie album it was crap but they should say it a bit more and people don't know like, yeah. some of them are shit yeah yeah and so I was just in my head making up the type of stuff that he would like come up with on the fly and I thought ah oh, I'm off to a wedding in a little bit I'll just film this and I did and then within like an hour it had like hundreds of thousands of views so it was yeah kind of crazy and then took off from there. I like I absolutely lost my mind when I saw it. I, I was like, "This is so fucking funny." Myself, and my friend Lara, who um, it was an ad- was an adore and was on an episode a few months back. If people remember, me and her absolutely adore the very good her band's called Adore. Mm. Me and her absolutely love one of the, the one of one of the lines in the Bowie thing is the mother can't control herself when the vicar wears his stripy trousers. She can't, yeah. <laughs> It was it absolutely fucking riddled me. I couldn't. I was in talks of laughing at that, and, Lara, and then I mentioned to Lara, and I was like, "That's so fucking funny. This is fucking gas." And then when I said you were coming over, we absolutely like shit the bed that, oh, that Mr. Bowie man was going to be, <laughs> Mr. Bowie TikTok guy was going to be here. But um, yeah, the vicar. W- would you give us it? You want me to <clears throat> on request? On request, dance. Go on. I mean, he sort of lives in this area here. <laughs> I won't do. I, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make up new ones on the fly for you, Pete. Just do the striped trousers one. Do the hits, bro. Mother can't control herself when the vicar wears a striped trousers. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like it's like catching your breath on the end of words as well. Striped trousers. It's so fucking silly. I love it. I wish, like that's amazing. And occupying kind of a chain, attaining a level of cult niche internet celebrity thing must be gas like yeah. and it's such a specific corner of the internet to be the, the the kind of the ruler of being like i am 
Mr. David Bowie TikTok man. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's not very to, strange. Not to reduce you to just that. You're also a triple threat singer, actor. Not not a dancer. Not Pro, a dancer. I was about to say, presumably not a dancer. Yeah. yeah I've, I've seen you, I saw you in Wheelands last night. You are not a dancer. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Giving it my all. Yeah. But, uh, but no, so yeah, you're obviously, you're a very capable individual um, in terms of theatre performance and acting and music and all that as well. You're not just funny man, haha, on my phone screen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm funny man, haha, in real life. IRL humour, bro. It's the best yeah. kind. Um, but yeah, so that's I'm, I've been aware of you for the last few months or so, and then saw so that clip was like, need, this needs to be more in my life. You had your Instagram linked, followed that, and then I saw that you already followed me, and I think I sent you a message being like, holy shit, lad, sorry, yeah. didn't really to follow you, but like, your shit's class, fair play, grand. So that's how I know you. You've known me for about 10 years. I've known of you for about 10 years. Like, I like, um, God, it would have been like 2012 or 2013. I think I first saw you guys... I think it might have been Jules Holland. If if it wasn't Jules Holland, it was another thing, maybe like something on RTE. But you guys were just incredible, and I was insanely jealous. You were saying this yesterday, how you were actively pissed off and annoyed that we were doing... I mean, not only did you, like, were you incredible individually, but, like, you knew your shit, and one of you was called Pete. And yeah. that was just, you know, ah, <laughs> uh, well, there's my rival there. That's me fucked. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, you won me over, and uh, fans so much so, I take to Tumblr, and I write really great fan fiction <laughs> so yeah I, I, I talked I talked Peter through uh, our so we have the stripes are a very weird uh, Tumblr fit no we didn't have one but Tumblr had a phase for us the mm. stripes, there was a stripes corner on Tumblr uh, but an offshoot of that was a substantially long a, a substantial amount um, and a hefty readership of Wattpad fan fictions we made the mistake of googling them yesterday and them came across one that is a terrifying prospect yeah <laughs> <laughs> really, really. Well, I think you misread it first. You just thought, you oh, see, right, I. Then. So the top red one uh, has been read seven thousand times, before, which is fucked, right? But it's called the Stripes Pregnancy Series, and I assumed because the, the, the what it actually is is too fucking batshit crazy to think that someone would think that was worth writing. But I assumed it was us and our partners rearing kids, or like us all going off with our oh, partners no, no, and no, having pregnancy. No. This is a story about a person who is pregnant with the four of us with the Stripes boys. <laughs> What the fuck? Like the bio reads, this is a pregnancy this is a pregnancy series to be followed by a baby series chronicling your life whilst pregnant with the Stripes Boys. <laughs> I love how they put you in there as well. Like, it's like you are pregnant with the Stripes yeah, oh yeah, Boys. Yeah, it's a it's a YN yeah. at the doctor or whatever, being like hello YN, you have four men growing inside you. Inside you. Like um, I mean, I'd love to read it. How how do they know it's you? What do you think? So this is a pregnancy series uh, uh, chronicling your life whilst pregnant. Pre- pregnant. Um, so in fact, they got chronicling spelled right. Yeah. And then pregnant. Pregnant. With the Stripes Boys. I've already got most of this planned out, but if you have any more uncommon requests, I'll be happy to add them. We're already in very uncommon requests land. No one asked for this. Wait, how, how recent is this? This is doesn't really date it. I assume, by looking at the, the edit here, I'm, I'm assuming it's like 2014, 2015. That's right, okay. A lot of that stuff. It's 10 years. We need a sequel. Did you, <laughs> where's the, I want to see the little, the rest of this bio looked insane as well. Um, the story is set five or six years at least in the future, so everyone's a bit older and the band is more popular and everything to clarify. Funnily enough, five or six years after this was potentially written, we had broken up. <laughs> um, table of contents, background, talking about having... This was, okay, 10th of January, 2015. Right. Wow. Wow. Table of contents, backgrounds, talking about having a baby, finding out you're pregnant. Is this what Te- broke you up? Telling him, yeah. <laughs> telling him, morning sickness, telling the family, telling the band. How can you tell the band if you're pregnant with the band? That uh, doesn't make sense. Telling your friends, cravings, starting to show, your hormonal. This just reads like a terrible track listing this for an is, album. Is <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this is all of the chapter. Your hormonal, ultrasound, gender reveal, announcing the pregnancy, baby shopping, pain. He gets protective. Who gets protective? Presumably whoever the he is, because so it can't is, be us, because they're pregnant so with So who's us. the Stripes' dad? Who's Stratty? You Stratty. <laughs> okay, I'll just do th- 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 a little intro paragraph here. I'm going to read what my one is. Uh, Evan's one says, they met through business. Okay. Okay. You helped the band design the video for one of their singles for their third album. Oh, so it is. No, they are having children with us. Oh, okay. So, no, wait. So this you, is they're not pregnant with the Stripes, but it, it's not you're, you're, you're pregnant as in, you're pregnant with them as in, they're having a, you're having a baby with This us. is a first draft. They've they've not with They've not thought down. this through at all. Um... My intro, how they met me, was you met at one of their gigs when he fell off the stage onto you. Oh, is wait. the Pete one? Is this like a choose your own adventure? Like, Maybe like it you, is. you, you get to choose which one of you you get the baby with. You get the or or give birth to. 
I don't fucking know. My part, how they met me at my intro thingy is Pete. You met at one of their gigs when he fell off the stage onto you, potentially likely. He gave you free backstage passes for their next show to apologize. I wouldn't do that. So you skipped work and traveled 100 miles to be there. You hung around backstage with the band and became friends with all of them, but particularly Pete. You were friends for two years before we finally asked you out. You've been going out for another two years when you eloped two months ago in New York. <laughs> You've only just moved in together in a large house in West London. <laughs> this version of Pete is nailing his life. This is, I love this. This is like the multiverse. This is, why, yeah, why am I stuck being this Pete when I could be this why fucking prick? Eloping to New York and living in West London. <laughs> Fuck's sake. But look, in all seriousness, thank you to whoever wrote that. I know we kind of took the piss there a bit, but it's just so <laughs> strange to be the subject of something like that. But truly flattering that someone would take the time to do something like that. And um, look, it's there if anyone else wants to read it. I will. I <laughs> will a bit later. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that's... And yeah, so did you ever see us live? Did you ever see a gig or anything? No? Never. Oh, no. You, oh okay. You're just a hater from a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched plenty of your videos, and um, I remember seeing the first music video you did for... Uh, can't you can't judge a book. Yeah. yeah, deadly. Yeah, that was done with Finn Keenan. That was a really good fun one. Really annoyingly, we put it out as a single, and then we re-recorded and put it out as a single on our first album. And the label made us do another, another video, video, which was grand. But the first one was you had as a little Easter egg on one of the monitors. Yeah, in your, yeah. But the, I loved the original video. It was so much fun. I did that. Uh, it was around the time with the junior search that I was. Do, we shot that video, and. Um, it's just amazing and then we had to take it down because Universal were like well we're going to put up this new single and the new version of the video and the new video was great Finn did a great job but uh, the original one was just was the one I thought and that all that kind of stuff all this stuff kind of happened off the back of that video the mm. video did, 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 did numbers for the, for the time and uh, yeah I kinda, I'm kind of raging that it's gone um, I, I'm sure it's, it's on a shame the, you couldn't keep both versions up yeah I'm not, I don't know why because well, yeah. when we when we signed our deal as well Universal had to go online and take all the stuff we'd already released on like iTunes all that down because they were like we now like own this property or whatever, so we can't have these other versions up. We're taking them down because we whatever. It's it was all very very weird. But yeah, none of those recordings are available. There was a version we did of I want an alien for Christmas, the Fountains of Wayne song that I think is still up on MySpace. No way. Yes, yeah, so you've been away for about ten years or so, and now we're finally friends, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, daddy. Well, when my life's gone to shit, I'm like cool. Time to reach out and be friends with people. That's I have that effect on people. Mm. Yeah, Matt, it's, it's, a, it's a gas. It's a gas way to end up being people. Like Anthony said, you you had the pleasure of getting to meet Emma and Manon yesterday, who were the first no. friends. First, first friends I made when we went on tour to Europe for the first time looking at crack so it's nice yeah, that um, yeah. everyone gets to be around and meet and all that kind of stuff and again I always have that weird thing because Evan Becky had this wall stuck with this where like even I was rehearsing which, which I'm going to do later on today play a show with Secret Agent Buttercup mm-hmm. but um, when we were rehearsing the first day you landed in and I had a rehearsal that day so you came along to rehearsal for a bit and things like that the morning you flew in um, and jet lagged across the Irish Sea yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not even a time difference you still managed to fucking do it you're a man of yeah. astounding wonders man of many talents I can be jet lagged in the same time zone yes uh, but even as we were in the rehearsal space and I was like oh here's Peter with a crack Peter gets to meet Ryan and Ronan and Connor and all that kind of crack Ronan Freel and Ryan who are mainstays of the Mother Riley's Jam that I go to an awful lot they're good lads from Carlo and, and Letterkenny and that and then we had Connor who's playing guitar who's a rapper by trade oh, right. but just plays the guitar and I was, we were there having a jam we were playing um, we were jamming out like here comes the song or whatever just for the crack and I was looking around going none of these people should have met at all this is a really kind of fucked up gang and even yesterday we were sat around at Metro Cafe it was myself and yourself Emma and Manon so and their friend yeah. Sive and all that kind of crack and then later on ended up then hanging out at Whelan's where last Apollo landed in and we were there with Spit as well Yeah. Um, Alex and Sarah from Spit and Kyle from Nerves all sitting in on show Manon and them landed in and again same thing I was sat in on show um, fuck it was myself and yourself and Manon and Emma and Sarah and Alex and Spit and then Kyle from Nerves and again I was like this is a fucking gas gang ahead so I never thought we'd be sitting around having the crack chat yeah. and shite like, yeah. I mean it was it, it was like a fever dream when we were later on with the headphones on and Taking the headphones off was surreal. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we end up going to the silent disco in Whelan's, which I haven't got. I was, like, I was a pair of headphones there. I was in the silent disco all the fucking time yeah. last year. Hadn't been there in ages. Uh, got in. And, yeah, the silent disco is so funny when mm. you are in it and you're like, when you put a song on, when you, when you have the headphones on and you're like, fucking, they're singing Tiny Dancer. Yeah. And you're like living the fucking moment of like this song is everywhere it's reverberating through my entire body I'm possibly vibrating yeah. with how this track is filling this room and you take them off and all you hear is the sound of like feet scuffling and shit like <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna show you here now um, I took a video of Man on Moonwalking and oh, again wow. I had my headphones on and I could hear like I, thought, I can't remember what the track was that was playing it wasn't a Michael Jackson track she just did the moonwalk Um but I had the headphones blaring me and I was like, we were fucking I bet it looked ballistic. sick with the music. It, it, music was just going fucking ballistic, but just listen to the raw audio. Like, and my, yeah. In my head, like, thinking back to now when I was filming this moment, I was like, clubs fucking popping off, guys. It's fucking all going bananas. <laughs> this is the raw audio of Man on Moonwalking in Wheel and Silent Disco at like half one yesterday. <laughs> it's 
just you can actively it's hear just people even, talking. <laughs> well, I was like, oh my fucking god, she's nailing the fucking yeah. moonwalk to the track. This is insane. This is gonna look so fucking good when I watch it later on. I was like, it's I can, two just, seconds long. You can and just it's like, you can hear a man just yeah. talking in the background. <laughs> also, man on in socks as well. Right. Bearing in mind that I'd covered that floor in Guinness as yeah, well yeah, at, yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point. But uh, no, it was really, really fun yesterday. Uh, really, really good crack. We, also, we had tea as well. We had tea yeah, we in Mammoth House and Sing Street, which again, I was like, the whole day was really full of like every. The day had its own little small little chapter. So, also, yeah. first of all, like, I was, and I was explained to you after we left Metro, we landed at Metro at like 20 past one, half one or so. Yeah. Um, Emma and Manon and uh, their cousin Louison happened to just come by and we're like, oh, we'll sit down for a bit, Grant. F- genuinely, five hours later, we're getting up to leave. Like, and that's yeah. Emma and Manon are great at it. So, just you're sat there chatting, you're like, we've had maybe a coffee and a bit of grub, but you've been there the whole we afternoon. Had like five seasons happened yeah. in, <laughs> yeah, in the space that we. They'd just been to see the Harry Styles show in Slane as well, and I didn't bring it up once. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was great crack. Uh, and then we ended up going to Grogan's as well. You got to see Grogan's. You got to see the fridge full of raw bread. Yeah, that was great. Man, yeah. isn't it? When we're <laughs> I brought you in and I was like, go look at the fridge. And you came back being like, it's full of fucking bread <laughs> really cool yeah because I've shown other people and been like they've been like okay it's got bread but I knew you could, you, you come back being like it's fucking mad it's just a load of bread and no packaging around it just, they just fucked a load of slices I didn't in there. see one person in there order bread so it's just, it's just there for emotional support yeah. I think uh, but yeah yesterday was a great day today's going to be great as well it doesn't feel like we only met two mornings ago yeah I know right really weird yeah well because it was the afternoon we were, yeah, but, yeah. I guess but um, yeah we've squeezed so much into the last two days and um, we've a few really odd parallels, Peter, in that we're into a, a scarily similar amount of music. Yeah. Both are Peter James as well, have Peter the same James. middle name. Mm-hmm. Up until yesterday morning, we had a similar length of hair as well. Yeah, I have that's now true. been absolutely sheared. Yeah. And and compared to Paul Mescal, um, as a result. Yeah, wow. sure that. what? Was that? Yeah, what was this about? <laughs> so, again, so I'd already, okay, we've already told people about the fact that I came within a fucking gnat pube of being Connolly <laughs> normal people. And then I go to fucking Wheelands yesterday. Have the hair cut, got sheared, I, and I asked the, bar- asked the barber to cut a bit off, and he just didn't stop. Yeah. I was a bit hungover from the night before we were out anyway, and I was like, I'll just get a fucking hair cut. And then I kind of wasn't paying attention, looked up, and I was gone. All my hair was ar- on the floor around me, and I was just bald, practically. It's really, really hard. I'm not a fan of the cut. He went too short. He fucking did me in. Uh, and there's two phrases I've heard about getting haircuts that I just find so fucking funny. Getting the bean chopped or getting the barnet seen <laughs> to. Getting the barnet seen to. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That. That's a perfect. But I, so I was coming in and out of knowing what the fuck was going on last night, but I just remember being on the stage at Wheelands and someone came up and just said Paul Maskell at me. Well, what happened? Not, not only that, but she'd nicked your sunglasses as well. So she was wearing your sunglasses and going, oh my God, it's Paul Maskell. Did she actually confuse me for Paul Maskell? No, she just said it to you. She went, Paul Maskell in your face yeah. with your sunglasses on. Yeah, didn't need that. And you're like, can I have my sunglasses back? <laughs> Sound, thank you, they're mine, please. Yeah, no, I remember that really weirdly. She just appeared in front of me and went, Paul Maskell. And I was like, because we told Louise on the story of normal people later earlier on that day yeah. being like, I came with this fucking close of having a very different life, thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck? How does this person know that, that yeah. I was talking about the normal people? Very silly. But anyway, scary amount of crossover, similar hair, as I said, up until I got a cut. And um, uh, Peter James as well, mm-hmm. again, which I think Peter James is a nice name. It sounds like yeah. it could be its own full name. Um, into a scarily amount, similar amount of the same music, same weird, near, weird niche music as niche, well. Like niche music, beat group, 60s stuff, 60s, class, 90s, 90s power pop. Which again, there's a very like, clear line between them. Yeah. But it's not often you find someone similar age, similar kind of predilection for all the same kind of cultural bits that also likes that fucking yeah, music. Yeah. Um, and then also, you've mentioned a few times Pokemon. Yeah. You're a Pokemon man. Mm-hmm. What? You, so we were talking about this. How you even though, even though there's only two years between us. Yeah. You were a Gen One player. Yes. My first generation that I played with Gen Three was Fire That's Red crazy. and Omega, Ru- not Omega Ruby, just Ruby and Sapphire and things like that. Yeah. But, yeah. but again, I came to Pokemon kind of like eight or nine, eight or nine years of age. I think I was seven when I first. I so so this. What year would that have been? Because the Crystal and all that came out in two thousand and like one. What year was it? It would have been, I think, like ninety nine. I think ninety nine. Okay. So I seven in nineteen ninety nine. You fucking yeah. ancient prick. Was, was I? No, I was six. Right. Well, anyway, no, regardless, like, that's a matter of like two years, and there's like, Pokemon had three generations out in that time. Yeah. The age. Okay. Obviously, I, I came a bit later to it anyway. But um, what was your? Um, hopefully, this is another bit of common ground we have. Mm-hmm. Were you a diehard water starter? Uh. Well, my first one was yellow. So oh, I didn't get got, an option. I had Pikachu. a Pikachu. Okay, fair enough. So nice. I was an electric starter. I used to... I, I remember I went to... A, we went on holiday once to Wexford and I was in like a GameStop and they had a bucket of like Game Boy game, Game Boy cartridges, three for a fiver 
and I saw Pokemon out, an original copy of Pokemon Blue, yeah. original copy of Pokemon Yellow, and original copy of Pokemon Silver. Yeah. And I was like, I've never ever got more value out of a fucking fiver. It wasn't mine, I got it off ma'am. Uh, but bought the three of them. Lo- again, cause I played like Fire Red and all that kind of crack, and um, was like, right, I want to go back and play the original versions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was young enough for the brokenness of Gen 1 to not, to kind of be lost on me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they just look older, grand. I wasn't aware of the fact that like this game is fucked. Uh, but Silver was great as well. I'm a massive Gen 2 lad. I loved the world of Johto. I think that's all fucking Jotel. brilliant. Yeah, me too, me too. But um, when you did start playing, did you play like, I, I played every single generation that came out right up until like Generation 6, like X and Y and even Sun and Moon. Were the last, I kind of dropped off after that once it went over to the Switch and all that kind of crap. I, did, I, I kind of went, um, so I played up to Ruby and then I never carried over onto the DS. So, really? so I got to Ruby and then I just never got a Pokemon. Oh, or I played it and I was like, I'm not into this anymore. Right. And then like, I, I very recently got back into it on the Switch by getting um, what was the one Pokemon Sword, which is set in the UK. Oh yes, this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I was always I was always a water guy. Always picked them. But anyway, you notice as you came into my room, made a beeline for the DS that you saw on yeah. my thingy. So I'm going to show you my active Crystal save file, uh-huh. and you can let me know what you think. This is a team that I built. <laughs> built. Was I was playing the game. And I was like, I just got the team together because like I was, because when I was younger, I was so anxious playing Pokemon, being like, I have to make sure that I have all the best ones that are gonna make the game easy. This file, I just was like, I'm just gonna play with ones that I like and want to play with, mm-hmm. that I want to have on my team. What they, just for the crack, whatever. Did uh, you get the legendaries? I I never use legendaries. Oh really? Don't use them. I always find them a bit kind of bit shite. Have a look there. I've got a Noctile that I named Defoe, <laughs> well, actually, which I don't know why. Willem Willem fucking, Defoe. Yeah. You've got Dragonair. Very nice. Oh yeah, that's one of the extreme speed one that I'm going to evolve. Crimp. I don't know why I called Ursuline Crimp. Yeah, I don't know why I gave them weird nicknames to that. Did you nickname all the Pokemon you catch? No, never did. Only in the last few years when I played Pokemon, I've been named. I've been nicknaming them. The rest of them, I would just like leading the name as they are. I just thought their names were really cool, like Onyx and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool yeah. names. The ones like were never that good. I always tried to give all my Pokemon names of their own. Yeah. And I'd spend hours trying to think of what they were, so they'd just be on the screen where you catch them saying, "Name your Pokemon." I'm just like, "No, it doesn't work. Doesn't work." <laughs> it's like naming a child. Yeah. But again, I don't know why that for alligator is called Toto. Toto, yeah. Um, I had my, my my first actual fire red file. I wanted to call my Blastoise the Squirtle I got. I wanted to call it Shell Shocker because I thought that was so fucking cool. Sick name, yeah. But it's like ten letters long. You only had nine spaces to fill, so I had to drop off the last E. So it was just Shell Shocker. Shell Shocker. Which I was like, that looks just fucking stupid. <laughs> really didn't like it. Well, I am very impressed with this. It's a good this team, is isn't nice. it? Yeah. The Espeon, I always Espeon. go for Espeon. I always get it. Like, whatever team I have, I always have like a psychic type because like that's just gonna fucking wreck house. But yeah. What's your favourite Pokemon? Probably Umbreon. Really? Um, if not Umbreon, probably something like, maybe even Ursaring. I love Salamence, the dragon from oh, Ruby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's cool as fuck. Um, I do love Spinarak. Spinarak. The little, the... the little green spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You he's had just, the, yeah, he's yeah, cool yeah. as fuck. Um, but even like your Rhydon shit, that, the guy, I was ever, I was like, all the ones that I really like the design of is always Gen 2 ones. I just, that was a genre, that I, a generation that I just fucking loved. What did yeah. you do? What's your, what's your top one? Mr. Mime. Fucking I am not kidding Pedemon Mr. Mime is my favourite Pokemon Jesus of all time. mate Fuck And I'll sake. tell you why Do you ever play Pokemon Stadium? No but I know I'll put one So Stadium. Pokemon Stadium is amazing um, You basically All your Gen 1 Gen 2 games Were loadable could, into Stadium Yeah okay, So you nice. could put them Into the back of your controller And you would get your Pokemon In the game And this was before Shinies were kind of An established thing So your Pokemon From those games Would have a different Colour tone To the okay. Pokemon in game So your Pokemons Would look different Right Um and Mr. Mime would just like absolutely destroy people with Psychic and I just used Psychic every single time and it was he was just so powerful and also goofy and funny yeah nice I never used like defensive moves like tactics I was like just yeah, yeah, get yeah, that yeah, fucking yeah, health bar gone to shit but anyway so Pokemon crossover always nice to have as well do you want to get stuck into the segments yeah let's do it let's bloody ruddy go okay so do you want to intro the first segment uh, yeah, what do we, how, so how do we do this? S- we're going to start with Sonic Seconds. Okay. So how do we do this? As if you don't listen. As if I don't listen. Do I you, have listened. Do you, have you listened to the, have you listened to the podcast before? Yes. That's mad. Of course. Gas. It was it was one of my little saving graces of the pandemic. No way. When I, it was like, genuinely, because I used to go for a run when things were like locked down, when we had yeah. a, like our government sanctioned exercise hour. And I used to listen to um, you guys and it was just great because it was just like I was discovering new little albums and it was, yeah. Yeah, nice. Deadly. Great. Okay, cool. Well, so the way we do it, uh, so the first segment, you just be like, this is Sonic Seconds. Pretty much your basic introduction. Sometimes we do quotes, haven't done as much recently, we just take like a random quote for something and just say, this is Sonic Seconds. Do you want to give us one? Let's give us one. Um, quote first, then... Whatever you want to do. Do you mean Melvin do? <laughs> this is Sonic Seconds. It's so broken down. 
Becky's gonna fucking love that. We've got a call from Mr. Doe. Melvin Doe. Look at me, Melvin Doe. Fucking love that. Um, that's really good. Becky's gonna fucking love that if she listens. Uh, we're obsessed with Melvin Doe. What a man. Melvin Doe, what, what a, a legend. What What's a f- happened to Melvin Doe? Not a clue. Hope he's well. Yeah. Sending wishes. T's yeah. and P's to fucking Melvin Doe. Um, but yes, this is. <laughs> This is Sonic Seconds, uh, where we pick two seconds from a track that we think just make the track for us. What have you got for us? So, um, I have been listening to uh, Flight's new single, Defender. Flight as an F-L-Y-T-E. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a guess. There is a moment in it where it's, I I, want to call it like the middle eight section, where just a couple of seconds it continues and it hits a certain chord and it just makes my the hairs on my neck stand up nice. um, makes it and the hairs on my neck do stand up do they stand start, up they start telling jokes <laughs> <laughs> and they die on stage I'll have to play you the running into it so yeah, you can get a better idea of how it starts and then maybe you can hear where I'm coming from Just something about that, and I'm like suddenly six years old, no, and yeah. it's like that's a very good melody. I do really, that sounds really really good. Um, that reminds me of it's kind of um, I was listening to dig uh, that album T for the Tillerman, the oh, Cat Stevens yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some really similar melodies in that there, but also I came across that track, um, uh, the Labby Sifri song "Bless the Telephone." Have you ever heard that? I think so. This is my song seconds, but just the melody. This is heartbreakingly, achingly beautiful. Yeah. It's nice to hear your voice again I've waited all day long Even wrote a song for you It's strange It's such a lovely, like, so lilting, falling melody so This, good. I was uh, I was having a bit of an emotional week last week As is often my want mm. And found solace in this track By an, a, a singer-songwriter called Kath Bloom mm. And do you know the film Before Sunrise? No The Richard Linklater trilogy Before Sunrise, Before Sunset and Oh, yeah, yeah, with, yeah Yeah, with Ethan Hawke and Julia Delpy Or Deppley I'm never sure what her, what, her, what her second name is But there's a scene in them in the first film Where they're in this record booth And they put on this track And the scene's like two and a half minutes long They don't talk But they just keep kind of trying to catch each other's eyes It's a really nice scene But the song itself is absolutely stunningly beautiful The melody's just great Similar like Bless the Telephone yeah, where it's kind of like a yeah. nice little melody. Uh, that just emotionally destroyed me last week. It was great. So that album was great. She has another track called I Want to Love which is amazing as well. Uh, she was a big influence apparently on that singer-songwriter Sam Phillips who had a few tracks in Gilmore Girls and things like that as well which oh, is cool. really, really good stuff. But I also made the mistake last week in my emotional state of uh, I had nothing to do. I think it was last Monday. I had nothing to do in the afternoon. I was like I'll just gonna get into bed. Like, Blastingly hot day. Like we're enjoying a pump period now where the weather's really lovely here in mm-hmm. Ireland, which is nice. I was like, I'm just gonna get into bed. It's really sunny, but I'm gonna get into bed and watch a film. And I made the mistake of watching Treasure Planet, and was just saying, devastated yeah, yeah, yeah. all over again. Yeah. It's been my comfort film for years that I hadn't let come for me in years. Wow. And I watched it and again. There's that track by your man John Rez- Reznik, or I don't know his name, but yeah. your man from the Goo Goo Dolls does the the theme song for the main character, and it has this track, and it just it's so fucking. They went all out with the soundtrack. It was oh, like um, like Tarzan. Yeah, oh, again, yeah. look, I'm sure. Again, you probably agree as well that Phil Collins' is best oh album. God. It's incredible. Yeah. Son of Man, are you kidding me? Fucking amazing. <laughs> no, stop. Someone tried to argue that the Brother Bear soundtrack is better than the Tarzan one because Phil Collins is both. Brother Bear has a great track, but it does not have the legs that and the, the Tarzan. The consistency that the Tarzan track has yeah, as well. Tarzan it's just like track. banger after banger. It's just and yeah, it's so good. But look, completely lost on me as a child. Like I, I, I did not care. Only going back to it, I'm like, oh my god, this is great. It's great, yeah. Another film, again, I bring it up all the time. Another film they love that had great tracks was Oliver and Company with Billy Joel singing Streets Have Worth or Why Should I Worry and Huey Lewis doing the opening track. Just amazing. But yeah, very good Sonic Seconds. Lovely little yeah. melody. I'll get oh. the name of the track off you afterwards. I have one more song for you. Oh, nice. I think I was chatting to you about this for a little while. Um, we were talking about Klaatu 
the band oh, Classic. Who people thought were the Beatles. They after. thought they were the Beatles, and then it's kind of like an expose came out, and they discovered they weren't the Beatles, and uh, then they just weren't as successful. So <laughs> they, they rode on the back of people sort of mistaking them for the Beatles. And if you listen to their stuff, you can like quite clearly see, because you know, he sounds like somewhere between George Harrison and McCartney. Mm. But I have um, one of my favourite albums of theirs, which I can recommend. Um, just bring it up here. Did they have many albums? They had a they had a couple actually, and I think. Um, hang on, let's see if I can bring. There's those famous Fibsborough alarms there. Yeah. He's not going to sell much ice cream going that speed. Class. <laughs> um, yeah, so that album was three forty seven EST, which uh, opens with calling occupants of interplanetary craft. Uh, uh, it was the original song that the Carpenters then copied. All right. But I really love just the opening, just the first few seconds of their second track, California Jam. I'll play it for you now. Oh, fuck's sake. Just that. If just George, that. Yeah, if George Harrison was a noise, right? that'd be him. Yeah, that's I mean, amazing. I can give it. I can give a take the uh, the rest of the song, but just those first <laughs> two seconds. Amazing. Uh, my song seconds this month comes from a pair of popper that I'm not sure if you're too familiar with. Is Matthew Sweet. I think I've listened to them on that playlist. He had that big track, yeah. uh, Girlfriend. Really, like, stupidly simple lyrics oh, to the point yeah. where you can see why the genre t- could be a bit off-putting because they're just so childish in terms of, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really, he, he doesn't really try that hard. But it's a track called Sick of Myself, and at the end, the track ends, it's just a fucking ball-buster of a track. It's an absolute taint-painter. It's a gooch-puncher. Mm-hmm. But at the end, he does, like, a re-entry where he counts the band back in, and it just it's, it's, it sounds fucking class. Yeah, he does like a- he does like a double kind of fake out yeah. ending, which is just really cool, which I think was a really live thing, because you can kind of hear, like, you kind of miss the count a tiny bit, it's really kind of cool. Love that. Double fake out exit. Love that. Amazing. The track's amazing. That whole album, um, 100% fun, is really good. He does a cover of Different Drum by Mike Nesmith. Oh, yeah, track, yeah, yeah. With Susanna Hoffs from the Bangles, and it's a really, really good version as well. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, well worth, well worth uh, getting stuck into that. Uh, Matt, it's reminded me actually fun. of um, oh, bonus Sonic Seconds that I, I didn't even prepare. Uh, the Raspberries. He's gone off um, book. He's gone off book. He's gone off book. He's gone rogue. Put him down. We'll do it. We'll do it. Um, you know Overnight Sensation? No. Okay. Oh, I do, I do. I do, I do, I do. Like, yeah, of course. What am I talking about? Why did I say no when I fully knew the track? <laughs> the little outro they do right at the end. You think the song's ended. It's too far at the end. There. You think it's ended. This is a nice outro. Yeah. I fucking love that. A jump scare. <laughs> Amazing. Sorry, load of great sonic seconds there. Uh, it's rare that we kind of dive that deep into stuff like that. It's great. The raspberries, they haven't been brought up in fucking amazing yeah. yonks. Ra- overnight sensation, though. Cracking track. Uh, right, really right, good. Right. The ooze and all that kind of crack as well. Yeah. Amazing. Um, it's just so Brian Wilson. Exactly. That's another thing as well. That's another track. Again, so I was really, I, like last week, like I was saying, was obsessed with all these songs that had amazing descending melodies. Mm. The Brian Wilson song, Love and Mercy. Yeah. I hadn't probably listened to that ever, really. Yeah. And happened to come on on a. On a radio and work like a playlist radio a Spotify radio thing and work and again just an amazing descending melody all them that that one Cat Bloom bless her for the all yeah. of this nice kind of cascading like kind it's of so work, slowly working the way down to the they road. did that in the, have you seen the film Love I haven't seen the film I adore John Cusick so much and fucking think Paul Dan is a fucking legend yeah I should love it but I just haven't got around to watching you it yet definitely it's really, really it's good it's very very good yeah. very good amazing any more Sonic Seconds um, that's all I've got. Lovely. Right, well, take us out of Sonic Seconds. Uh, with another quote. You can just do the same quote again if I you want. I do. I'm sitting awkwardly and my hip is sore. Oh, you mean Melvin, do? This is Sonic Seconds. Seconds! I remember seeing a, a, a TikTok, uh, which is where you're from. Yes. Um, of, in spite of on three against Samson, it's mean I fucking lost my mind where it's, um, let's see if I can find it. It's uh, in Spider-Man 3 when he smashes Topher Grace's camera, which admittedly wasn't very sound. Um, he jumps down a manhole and someone's edited in a fart noise and the, and the, and the Scooby-Doo laugh on top of it. <laughs> it's fucking serious. I mean, Spider-Man 3, for quotes, is just oh, beaming with them. You want to get some dirt in your eye? You want forgiveness? Get religion. Get religion. Fuck's sake. Just the noise palette of this alone, I just found so funny. Spider-Man 3. I'm just going to look up Spider-Man 3. This, uh, hopefully the internet will do me a good favour here. I'm just going to look up Spider-Man 3 fart Scooby-Doo laugh 
which again, I love that we've got to a point in culture where that's Googleable and will more than likely yield a result. Mm-hmm. 100%, first thing, it's right there. See you, chump. That's my sonic second for this one. <laughs> What's your take as well? In case I want to see if there's more crossover here with the with the the, the Peterverse. Yeah, this is mad that we're like this is the Peterverse as well. We're like parallel yeah. universe, different Peters, which right. is which is class. There's a universe where you eloped in New York. And oh, for fuck's sake! That's again. <laughs> that Peterverse is fucking great. Uh, oh, look, this is probably a Earth sixty nine four twenty. Yeah. That's this one. Um, but yeah, I love that we're part of the Peterverse. But um. Well, the Spider-Man 3 fart jump with Scooby-Doo laugh I just that's what, yeah so, this one, yeah, so I wanted to see like, if there's more crossover here mm. when you're using YouTube on your phone mm-hmm. are you in browser or are you app app ah you fucked it mate no the app is to like I just go to Safari open that up and I look up YouTube in there and then it's and Becky gives it to me all the time it's an extra like fucking four seconds to get it up I just don't like going to the app I don't like how the app works I don't like the interface of the app it does my sweet in I know what you mean it, it, it's not really user friendly I much prefer going on YouTube on my uh, laptop, laptop anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it just feels, weirdly, even though I'm on the YouTube app, I feel a step away from it. And I yeah. Don't, I don't know what, I don't know why I feel like that. But anyway, that was Sonic Seconds. Uh, we're going to go into the next segment now. Um, let me see, what quote could I do? Give us some Leah. Some which? King Leah. I, <laughs> man, you have no idea how little I know about the classics of Shakespeare. <laughs> Unfortunately, the works of Shakespeare aren't known to me. They're not even lost on me. They're not even known. I couldn't quote shit like that if you fucking paid me. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll do a quote that I told you about yesterday. And sorry, it's also nice as well uh, to have a Northern English person mm-hmm. on the show that love the North of England. Yeah. It's fucking class. I remember when we were playing in London first for the first few times, we mentioned we were playing a show in like Leeds or whatever, and someone was like, oh, God, let's be careful. It's grim up north. And I was like, it's not grim at all. Mm. It's bloody class. Yeah. Love it up there. But uh, I was telling you yesterday about myself and Sam and Becky had this long time, long term running joke. Uh, we were watching the Arctic Monkeys video, Teddy Picker. And we're doing stupid northern accents as if we were Alex Turner being like, I'll be in, in studio, but record song like, I'm going to do my, my new single, Teddy Picker, and all that kind of shite. And then there's a clip where he puts the head of a crocodile on a lamp. And I just looked at Sam and went, crocodile led on lamp. <laughs> and that just la- fucking molecularly destroyed us. Crocodile led on lamp. Crocodile led on lamp. <laughs> Lost our fucking mind over it uh, and just kept. It, it's not even funny. We just kept saying it over and fucking over again. We could not stop. I think it. it's the idea of him saying it to himself as he does it that's Cro- the funny. Crocodile led on lamp. But we just lost our fucking minds over it, thought it was great. And then that just, like, any time we even saw each other, it was a crocodile on an amp. And then one time I did actually see, I can't remember where I was rehearsing, but someone had a crocodile head on an amp, and I just sent a picture to them, and we just all fucking died <laughs> a thousand deaths. But anyway, crocodile led on an amp. This is Vopa. Singing, singing badly, and we listen to them gladly. It's the Vopa. Oh, shit. Sorry, one more time. Yes, hello. You're very welcome to Vopa. Vopa is a segment where we just bring up an instance of singers cacking it live. Have you got? I feel like you might have some like nice little choice things to bring to this. I have a technical Vopa for you. Oh, nice! And this is from the man himself, Maka. Oh, very uh, good. 2012 opening Olympic ceremony. <gasps> he did whiff it. As far as I remember, I remember going like, "Oh, Paul." So, what I believe happened was they were playing to track. Okay. My most lay people don't know that nearly everyone does, <laughs> especially in a, in a gig the, like the that. The layman today would yes. Yeah, good, yeah. It's like, um, and I think they doubled his vocals, and basically Paul started the song before the track played, and then the track came in. Oh, fuck. And it continued, and God bless the engineer who got in there quick and, like, completely corrected it on time. Absolutely, but have a listen to this. Which is it, it. Hey Jude, is it? I think it should be, unless they've edited out, it should be that one. Good, right? He sounds great. Yeah. Oh. Right. That's crazy. You can and see, it goes yeah. on. Been corrected. Amazing. Fred, man. So, do you reckon he just like stopped the track? I've no idea. I think. Live? But I remember watching it at the time, live, thinking like, oh, hang on, something's happened here technically. What I find so funny is that people in the comments have gone, no one tells a legend to lip sync, which is not what's happened at all. Totally, yeah. Just this, like, um, 
interpretation that Paul was like, yeah, I'm not going to lip sync this one, guys. I do hate when people are like, oh, Nirvana were told, were like pissed off today to like mime on a TV show, so like fucked up. Like, again, I like being, if you're miming, it's fun to like just do some stupid gas, yeah. but just think of like, they took a fucking stand against a fucking man. It's a Saturday morning fucking TV show. Yeah. There's probably 20 bands, but it's just easy. I never gave a shit about mime. I was never like, this is destroying the integrity of me performing yeah. as an artist. I was like, it's fucking easier for everyone. There's it's so many bands on the show. show. It's, they've got 10 minutes to get us on and off. No way. And like, think like, you're not going to play live. Fuck you. Gonna, thought, I always thought that was really dumb. People don't get their fucking high horse being like, yeah, I love to see bands not. Like, lip syncing or like miming performances when you're playing like a live show, mm-hmm. that's shit. That's a fucking on telly. Who cares? Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, more often than not, live TV sound is ass anyway. Yeah. Like, I saw that recently. Ian Brown got in shit because he was selling tickets for some show that he was doing. Yeah. They were like he was 70 just pounds. It was like karaoke tracks. There was no band. It no was band. Just he him. just walked on stage with a fucking wireless mic and uh, just a CD playing in the background. That's shite. Yeah. But like, miming live, miming on, on telly, I think it's fun and it's a bit of crack and it's just easier for everyone. You don't have to get in mad early and fucking sound check and all mm-hmm. that shite. Really don't like people. And again, it's always people like, it's the layman who's kind of like, yeah, this punk is fucked and not mime and telly. Like, yeah. I just think it's kind of dumb. It's easier to just yeah. like, and it's fun miming. I think it's a bit of crack. Like, I mean, people, I love Paul, but he's not punk as fuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think what happened was there was like a massive bell over his head as well. So that played, and he took it as his cue. I better start. That uh, wasn't the cue. Click was playing, and the um, double vocal track came in. Because obviously it's a massive space. It was the yeah, Olympic yeah. Stadium. They needed it to. And unfortunately, McCartney's career never really recovered. No. Unfortunately. No. Would love to know what he's doing now. Last I heard, he was working in a waitress. Um. <laughs> But so that's a very good Vopa. My Vopa is a similar kind of technical one on a for a different reason. In uh-huh. that there's nothing wrong with the vocals, but that's why. So it's Fountains of Wayne did a live in Chicago live album thingy, right? Okay. Chris Collingwood's vocals are very clearly live. The backing vocal harmonies are so clearly dubbed in yeah, or, sl- yeah, or yeah. slotted in. Like they're so inch perfect and like all not auto tune, but like crisp and lovely, which is, which just would never ever happen. Which to yeah. me suggests that. They were shit on the day, or just didn't, or like Adam and and the, they've just, just overdubbed them. Just cut, yeah, yeah. It wasn't good on the day, and they're like, let's just do, do them again. But it's so blatantly obvious because the back and vocals are just stunning in a way that just wouldn't even be possible live for someone like even the fucking Beach Boys. Like, yeah, just, just wouldn't happen. Also, that's another thing as well. You're a fellow massive fans of Wayne fan, yeah, yeah, which is amazing. Uh, I was telling you the story yesterday, and I think it's really silly um, that me, my girlfriend at the time, me and her and dad were in the car, and I put on. Welcome to Step Managers. Mm-hmm. Thing like this is the easy, the most easily accessible Fountains Away album. And um, Dad and my girlfriend had only, had only really just met. They'd only met like a few weeks prior, whatever it was. They didn't really know each other that well. I was sat in the back. She was in front. And Dad was driving, and the album was playing for a bit. And then my girlfriend, the husband, was like, "Peter, what is this?" And Dad was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "It's Fountains Away." And they were they both looked at each other and were like, "This is shit." <laughs> I was like, "The fact that they bonded over fucking Which head of Fountains Away because they're the most inoffensive kind of like they're yeah. so easily accessible." It's crazy. But they just both like, yeah, this is crap. Like, Dad was like, yeah, Yasmin, you're right, this is terrible. I was, I was sitting in the back being like, right, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> Hard to tell there, but if you listen to headphones on, it's very clearly like they're just stuck in. They don't. They definitely don't exist in the same sonic yeah, sphere yeah. that is there. But uh, the, whole, the, whole, the whole show was great. It's just yeah. unfortunate the back and vocals are very clearly pasted in if yeah. you get a chance to listen. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Vopa, any more Vopas? Um, let me check my words. Nope, that's it. Lovely. No pas. Okay, great. What was my quote coming into this? Oh yeah, crocodile led on ramp. <laughs> that was that was that was all par there. Hope you like it. Singing, singing badly, and we listen to them gladly. It's the oh, pa. Oh shit! Sorry, one more time. You know what? I'm happy. <laughs> this is Pete's pattern pending. Very good, yes. You're very welcome to Pete's Patent Pending, a segment I haven't done in a long, long time, but because there's two Peters here, I felt like the might of us combined could create a nice little thing. Um, that'll be fun to do one with another Peter here. Uh, Pete's Patent Pending is where we just come up with just like a shitty product idea or whatever the fuck it is, and we just, we we pat, we pen, we make sure that that patent is pending for our little product idea. My first, now, I was struggling to come up with some, but I came mm-hmm. up with some, some, some stupid ones. Uh, massively famous cultural band, cultural kind of touchstone band at the moment, uh, get roped in with a massive food chain, the nineteen seventy five guys. Mm-hmm. The, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> T- oh. took a second. Right, yeah, <laughs> that's the level we're operating at at the right. moment. Right, yeah. yep, yep, good, good, yep, loving it. 
Go on, hit us with one. Um, you wearing yellow submarine socks? Yes, I am. Legend. Some um, king shit right there. So I was thinking, I was trying to think of one on, in my sleep addled state on the plane. Okay. Um, neckwear for those of a nervous disposition. Traumatize. Very good. Like that. Um, percussion group do like a sponsored tie in with a cigarette company. John Player Blue Man Group. Right. Uh, also had like a, like a, 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 no restricted access to the house of a really famous author. A, a, a Milne. Like access all areas, man. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not my best work, but doing my best. Also had um, like a, like an, like an Alpine, an Alpine, an Alpine sport holiday, but also like a reading trip. I'm not pitching these well at all. Dostoyevsky skiing. <laughs> Took Doing my best here. It's a barrel being scraped, guys. I tried to think of a product to help wean marionettes off breastfeeding, but that would just be a laboured pun. Wooden tit. Very good. Very good. Uh, like that one. Um, just because it says the word tit. Yeah. Tit's a funny <laughs> word. Who knew? Um, that's Peace Patent Pending. Peace Patent Pending. Nailed it. You know what? I'm happy. Peace Patent Pending. What? That's the dog in... Is it... Uh, it's Droopy Dog, but specifically, is it Droopy Dog in um, Roger Rabbit? Who framed Roger Rabbit? I've never seen who framed Roger Rabbit. Have you not? Never seen who That's right. But the that well. voice again, because he's he's a little white and he's, he's got a hat. Droopy. He's, he's I, got a I, little. Like, he's got like a little orange. Looks like a toupee. It's probably just yeah. his hair. Uh, who? Okay, it's Droopy Dog. Let me get a look at this. But loved his voice. This was one of those voices you just always heard in cartoons as well. Yeah. Droopy, yes, Droopy. What a fucking voice. He also always reminded me of. Uh, the Huckleberry Finn dog. Do you remember that character where there was like Huckleberry Hound? Huckleberry Hound. Yeah. Always reminded me. There was a dog in that that reminded me of Droopy as well. Did you watch Cutting Network when you? Do you remember there was like a movie called Rover Dangerfield? Yeah. Which was a dog that was based on Rodney Dangerfield, yeah. but he was just a dog in a red tie. Fucking yes, horrendous that that's there. Oh fuck! You remember fuck. this? It fucking looks more. Look at his sleep addled eyes. God help him. You said okay. You said adult twice adult. now. You're really liking the word adult today. Um, do you remember? Was it just called Superdog? Okay, so I just wrote Robert Dangerfield Superdog, which I didn't mean to. Um, but Super, the cartoon where Superman's dog. Oh yes, Crypt- yeah, Crypto yeah, yeah. the Superdog, whatever the fuck it was. Terrible cartoon. Did you ever have Super Ted? Super Ted. That Super sounds Ted. familiar. No, he didn't. Did not have that. It's a Welsh cartoon, but I used to have uh, little Super Ted multivitamins as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, nice, yeah. Oh, Love that you have that voice there to do. I can only do one, which everyone knows already, which is the Bob Geldof impression that went down very well with Spit mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. Um, we're coming up to now. Oh, you as a Pokemon fan, um, the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It's what one chooses to do with the gift of life that is important. Is that what it is? Is that it exactly? Meow. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's from the first Pokemon movie, which they did a, like a CGI animated re. Jig of it like a reboot where they just had it looking really, like horrible 3D fucking rotten and stuff only when you can watch it now on, on Netflix and it's fucking terrible I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are relevant it is what you do with the gift of life that determines who you are of close oh, but now that's fucking but like the fact that like some shithead in a Pokemon film said that it's a bit like in Spy Kids 2 where they're like does God stay up in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created the fact that like, it's Steve Buscemi says that in fucking Spy Kids <laughs> oh 2 God, it's like Yeah. <laughs> Or like their stuff like, you know, the then perish and shit like that yeah. coming from a fucking Obama meme. Or uh this is one genuinely when I think when I read this I get scared. Um it uh it's just such a potent, potent phrase. This sentence is such a loaded and charged and heavy thing to write. It just says, me holding a gun to a mushroom. Tell me the name of God, you fungal piece of shit. <laughs> the mushroom responds, Can you feel your heart burning? Can you feel the struggle within? The fear within me is beyond anything your soul can make. You cannot kill me in a way that matters. How fucking terrifying is, is that? Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the next bit is me cocking the gun, tears streaming down my face. I'm not fucking scared of you. <laughs> like, shit like that. It's just, and there's a whole Reddit thread of like these just like way too powerful sentences coming from weird, stupid fucking meme places. Speaking of Pokemon, uh, do you know Neil Ciceriga? Neil Tichirega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Neil Tichirega. I love his stuff. But, like, he is a legend. Like, some of the stuff that, like, in the early internet especially, you don't know that he created and he made it. Yeah. Like, um, Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny. That was him. That was him. That's Tichirega. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny was fucking great as well. Yeah. Like, uh, Chuck Norris getting his head. Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. That was great. He's done these concept albums, have you called, like, Mouth Sounds. Yes. No, I've... Because one of his albums... 
I think it's a picture of his head, but it's the one where he like does like, I think it's like where like busting and all that shit comes from. Yeah. But he does this one really, really long track and it recontextualizes a like a musical motif that I had never questioned before, never thought was that never thought that it was like heartbreakingly beautiful. Uh-huh. Uh but it's a really long track. I think it's just called Time or something like that. Oh, they've taken um At Hans Zimmer and the YMCA track. So it's T I M E. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Is it a really long song? I think so. He's also done this really good Pokemon one, which is honestly, when you watch it, kind of heartbreaking. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's funny. So it's a really like bombastically loud kind of yeah. charge track, and then this, I'm pretty sure this is what happens at the end, and it just, I listened to it and was like, this, why is this so amazing? This is so beautiful. And then you realise what the fuck it is, and you're like, how the fuck did this happen? How did he do this to me? the fucking melody of All Star whistling in the background right? but it's when I did the report I was like fuck this is like I was coming home from Interrelum with my friend Shane and Mark and a few friends from school and Andy and all that kind of stuff and we listened to this on the flight back and I was like why am I crying over Bratislava as yeah. I'm flying home what the fuck and yeah. then Shane was like yeah think of singing again what was it and I was like it was fucking All Star how did he do that but not only that the, the, the rest of the song is the village people yeah, yeah. YMCA. I remember there was a Pokemon money there. Also, Pokemon there's one one of the end of the, one of the Pokemon films or one of the series is ends with together forever. Yeah, just be like we're gonna be friends forever. We're all gonna love each other. It's gonna be fucking class. Heartbreaking. Pokemon one is well worth watching. Pokemon is an undeniable obsession with children across the country. <laughs> so the whole thing is just like quotes and excerpts from like media, um, sort of. Um, news reports yeah. on Pokemon and it builds up and builds up and it starts with like oh it's a, it's a Pokemania what's going on and then it Pokemon are dangerous Pokemon are demonic and you hear preachers and then you hear one of the candidates for like one of the presidential elections quote the Pokemon movie <laughs> and then it gets to the end and they play an excerpt of you know in Lion King when Simba's dad is dying spoilers yes, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, and and it's just heart wrenching because it's like the death of childhood. They've put oh. it in context of this of Pokemon being yeah. this thing that children enjoy. Adults have ripped it apart and gone, "This is dangerous this for is our evil, children." Yeah. And then it ends with Simba's father dying, and it's the um, who was it? Was it his hand Simba for Lion King? I think it's it? Lion King. Yeah, yeah. Um, he plays Simba. I wonder they might have not have it in this version because it's. Oh, no. Don't you love that? That's fucking amazing. Like something that starts off as being just dumb yeah. actually rips your heart out. Yeah, but even it's, it's the foresight of him being able to see, like, I'll smash the two together, this would be kind of funny. Yeah. Or even like the Boston thing as well, I'll just rearrange all the things and that to make it sound stupid. Yeah. Or even the, the Wonderwall, the two day, the day to day, day. Day, 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 day. That's so, again, it's just having the vision to be able to do that kind of stuff is just insane. Fair, fair play to the lads fucking about on the internet. Yeah. You up the boys. Um, Brilliant. Okay, so we're going to. Okay, so what, what, what did I have a quote? I did, yeah, it was the Mutual quote. Sorry, we got way sidetracked yeah, off yeah, that. Sorry, fucking yeah, hell. That's good. Um, yeah, so uh, I see now that as the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant as what one does with the gift of life that determines who they really are. This is Have I Got Tunes for You. Have I Got Tunes for You. <laughs> love they were like one of these Pokemon can just talk <laughs> yeah. and he's from fucking yeah. New York amazing uh, he's Rizzo from fucking yeah he literally yeah. is hoity toity Mr. God like smarty pants <laughs> so this is I Got Tunes for You we just recommend an album that we think you might like and I'm really interested to see what way you'll have gone with this mm-hmm. what have you got for us so I would like to recommend an album or a couple of albums of a friend of mine is uh, Mr. Tom McConnell is in a group called Novelty Island um, and you would love their stuff, Pete. Okay. It is so good. His uh, is, is latest album, Wallsend Weekend Television. It's very power poppy, almost synth poppy. Um, really cool stuff. Um, I could recommend any one of his albums, really. Um, what was the one you recommended there, sorry? Wallsend Weekend Television. Wallsend, mm-hmm. as in sending a wall. Wall, as in sending a wall. A wall. Wall send weekend television. Oh, cool! Novelty Island. Oh, it's only only just out. I love that cover. First of yeah. all, that's very very cool. This guy is a virtuoso. He is just like 
pitch perfect, incredible. And I wish I had his ear for melody. Oh, class, yeah. I love, I love the, the, the kind of the artwork style as well. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Any, any tracks you recommend? Um, I've been really interested. Uh, Stitches, I really like. Or oh, the opening track of the album. Mm-hmm. So you, you really got stuck in deep there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've heard of earlier demo the album I'm going to recommend I'm just going to go to my little I have a playlist called Perfect Short Songs and any song that I kind of like I just chuck it in there and it's getting kind of longish now but uh, who was I going to talk about well first of all there's a track here that I think you might like called Que Sera Sera by the Carolines or Carolinas mm. or oh, it's the Carolines it's just a minute long and it's great oh yeah no that's what I want to bring up someone who you also like as well mm. The Merrymakers yes their album Bubblegum. Oh, yeah. 1998. Yeah. Uh, Saltwater Drinks. You mentioned oh, to me yesterday you're so in the process of trying to rip that off yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Well worth ripping off. Who? It's amazing. Um, Superstar. Loads of the tracks are good. The track that blew my socks off uh, was April's Fool. Yeah. Uh, which just had just had an amazing kind of... It's like an ABBA thing. It's an like ABBA motif. Thing. It's uh, money. That, that's exactly yeah. what it is, yeah. I'm trying to find their track that is just the, the There She Goes riff. Yeah. Fucking it's hell, so blatant. lads. Fuck me. Like, I know, like, yeah. I've nicked loads of shit. But, yeah, like, that Jesus is too... Christ. I mean, they got away with it, didn't they? Yeah, well, where are they now? I suppose Lee Mavers is... Uh, yeah. He, he's not fit to no. sue anybody. Uh, but, yeah, no, that album's really, really good. The, uh, everything is nailed. The, the album cover looks... Suggests... Like, album cover looks like what it's going to sound like. Yeah. It's all kind of cosy, kind of warm, kind of coloured. The band are great. I think they're Norwegian or something. Are they? Or Finnish or something like that. Well, they're Finnish now because they're fucking broken up. <laughs> but uh, from them, we're going to like this, the Sniffs and the Tripwires and a load of these really good kind of late 1930s, 2000s mm-hmm. um, power pop bands. Do you mind if I nip to Lou? Go, for the, go, go piss, girl. Should I bring the mic? Yeah. Sweden, they're from Sweden. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm just going to pause this here while you go for a wee. So the piss is meant to go in the toilet, not yeah, on. Not on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're back. Here we go. Boys are back in town. That'd be a good name for a song, actually. That was our albums. albums oh, I do have one more I should recommend, which we've spoken about before, Go which is uh, The Trick to Life by The Hoosiers. Oh, fuck right? yeah. Fuck yeah. We were talking about this with Shane on the, on the last episode of the podcast, because he's, he's the, me and him with a friend who I was telling you yesterday who yeah. was just obsessed with The Trick to Life. Fucking incredible yes. band and album. The whole thing is class. We that actually, album. We talked, you obviously didn't listen to the last episode because we talked through that album last time. I so didn't, I didn't Thank you, mate. <laughs> you, again, if you're going to move into the media, if you're going to move into the entertainment, bro, you have to do your research. You're coming on a show, we listen to the podcast episode prior. It's how it works. Okay, I knew enough about you. I yeah. glanced over Wikipedia. Yeah. You glanced over Wattpad. <laughs> um, I, glanced, I glanced over Tumblr. Yeah. Um, I know that you're expecting a child soon. So. Yeah, hopefully. Well, look, I just, I just hope that, like, because, okay. The West End London gaff is getting spenny. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to raise a child. I also I don't really want to raise a city baby. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking I might go back to kind of Gavin and raise a child there. I just don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want my child to have a West London accent. This, yeah. <laughs> don't want it to be like you know. I want this child to have to be rooted in a grassy yeah, upbringing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yes. The Hoosiers. That album Trick to Life. Amazing. Uh, also, yeah. I'm very jealous of the fact that you got to play and sing with the Hoosiers did, live yeah, yeah. that's insane I did yeah yeah say it's so fucking blase oh, fuck they, your life they were they were so nice and they're very they very were nice, nice they're mean now are they like, yeah, well then they were nice yeah. now that yeah now that they've gone big time <laughs> no but they're great yeah really really talented and that I've got so much time for that first album I was saying to you yesterday it was produced by uh, Toby Smith just this incredible producer mm. um, who did stuff with Jamiroquai he was in Jamiroquai yeah you saying this yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what the lads who produced our second album did a load of mid two thousands production stuff for Jimmy Rockwell as well. Really? Yeah, I can see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. Uh, it's what one does with the gift of life that determines who they are. That was I got tunes for you. Final segment. Talk us in while I go and get a guitar. Right. Okay. So Pete and I were discussing. Uh, Don't talk to my audience like that, bro. <laughs> Back in a sec. This little guitar here is a Fender guitar, totally made out of plastic. No. Plastic. It's plastic with like a wood veneer oh, thing on it. That's so cool. How bad is that? It's like some weird wood plastic polymer thingy. Yeah. Given to me by uh, this. It's going to sound braggy, but it's just the fucking truth, bro. Uh, Chris Difford from Squeeze. Oh, fuck ordered off. one of these online for like. <laughs> ordered one of these online for like sixty quid. Uh, really, they're really cheap yokes. Um, yeah. Two arrived, and he came to the studio one day. I think we were recording 
in Sussex or something like that. And he's like, I've got a second one. Yeah. Don't need it. Do you want it? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. So it's nice to say that I got that from Chris Difford. That's so nice. But uh, I've been gathering dust in the sitting room downstairs for ages. But it's a nice yoke to play as well. It's great. Anyway, you were saying anyway, I kind of cut you off. Oh, so it's fine. Um, so Pete and I were discussing uh, movie soundtracks earlier. Of and of course, one of the greatest movie soundtracks is a little known film called Shrek 2. In, um, an indie little, a little, yeah, a little, little flick. Indie venture. A sleeper hit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little indie venture. <laughs> no, um, it's an incredible, incredible film. Uh, and the soundtrack is amazing. I would go as far to say that I think Butterfly, me, me and Becky said it before and I stand by it, Butterfly Boucher's version of Changes is better than David Bowie's version. I, I actually agree with you. Of course you do. Everyone should. It's, a, it's a, it, bang on. So it's, it's that little um, that little high guitar part on the bum 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 yeah. bum 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 bum. It's amazing. I and Bowie sings on it, which I didn't know because I've only ever seen. I don't even. I think you're a fake like fan. A short while well, that's I'm a fake Shrek fan. In in the film version, they only play like a segment of the song. It don't cuts they? out before. Yeah, it yeah. needs to get to the first chorus. That's kind of it. But he does do one line. Also, does, I need some sleep by Eels is in it. Mm. Uh, that I hate that version of Ever Fallen in Love though. It's not the best. Yeah. Uh, little little rubber boys. And yeah. Where is changes? Here it is. Uh, there's a line at the end this could potentially be a bit of a faux pas because he just fumbles through the line uh, really um, badly I think um, we'll never leave the stream performing permanent <laughs> sound but he, he really goes off um, the deep end the, yeah, yeah the perceived melody <laughs> there's like a there's like a kind of ad libny bits at the end and he just squeezes this line in, and yeah. I'm like that did not need to go there you fucking fucked it <laughs> That's a great little ad lib. Like, look yeah. out, you rock and rollers. You've got the space. You've got the time. Great. But we was like, right, yeah, they were doing that. Cool. What are you trying to say? <laughs> it's like he's being flushed down a drain. Sorry, I was just saying he's falling oh, off. Of, yeah. But I mean, respect to him. He's obviously gone. Well, this is my song. I can do what I want with oh, it. Oh no, of course, yeah. But it's just it just squeezes. Right. There's another line where he kind of really rushes through. It's a bit like in Star Wars when there's like the but it's going to go to Hush Station because power converters do that kind of thing where yeah, Lava yeah, Camel speaks really fucking part. fast. I can't remember where it is. Bonus bonus sonic second though for this song. That little guitar ping at the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. this one there. That. Very, yeah. very good, very, Ooh, very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we were talking about Shrek 2, great soundtracks and yeah. that kind of stuff. And while we were rehearsing Secret to Buttercup, we pulled out Accidentally in Love, yes. which is a cracking song to open a fucking film with. Yeah. Uh, it's, I always have this theory as well. Do that track, The Waiting by Tom Petty. Yeah. That should be in every film. It'd be a perfect song. It would, there'd be no film that it wouldn't be good. It'd be good in Clarity with a Chance of Meatballs 3, and it'd be class in The Godfather 2. There's going to be super work. cuts of that on YouTube or something. Absolutely. Do you, yeah. I would love to see the waiting in more films. Uh, Universal, t- Paramount, tag me uh, when that happens. Um, but yeah, so we did a version of Accidentally in Love that I think we're going to grace you guys yes. with now. Do we introduce Acoustic Corner? I don't think we did. It's your turn to introduce one. Mike, Gives a good. Um, you do a Shrek impression. Do a Shrek impression. Um, Hello, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> um, um, I was going to go to Torshi Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> this is the Acoustic Corner. With a voice so soft It'll put you to sleep And a face that makes you want to beat your knees It's Ross Farley's Acoustic Corner Ross Farley's Acoustic Corner Hello, you're very welcome to The Acoustic Corner where we're going to do a track acoustically. We are going to do Accidentally in Love from the Shrek 2 soundtrack. Very good. Right, good to go? Yeah.
Christmas, Pete. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, yeah, that was uh, Actually Love by the Two Peters um, from the Shrek 2 soundtrack. Uh, we, did, we did it. Yeah. Wasn't the best version of the song ever, but uh, we did well, it. Well, it was, but... <laughs> Oh, that's another thing as well. When I mentioned about you coming on the show and all that as well, uh, big American show that I wasn't really aware was aware of existing, but didn't really ever watch it was The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Did you ever hear this show? No, I have not. And if I'm right in saying, I think it's about two lads who've got fucking reddish brown hair as well. Right. And it's the most ni- if I remember the the most nineties <laughs> looking fucking pair of fucking bios Wait, as well. I recognise. Um, yeah, he's the older brother in Home Alone. He's yes. the guy that, Kevin, you're such a disease. Wait, he's Buzz. No, he's not Buzz. Uh, oh, no, Bo- he's, Buzz he's the one of the... Yeah, he's yeah. The, he's the lad who just gets one line, and he fucking... This lad knew he had one line. Oh, you're, Kevin, you're such a disease. The fucking mad fiend. But yeah, if that ain't the two of us, I don't know. I don't know what is. Yeah. What was the quote going to this? Into acoustic corner? Oh, it was... Um, oh, it was... Uh, when I was going to go to Toshi Station and pick up some power converters. <laughs> Brilliant. That was the acoustic corner. Raspberries acoustic. Peter, I'm sorry to say that brings us to the end of the show. Ah, uh, well, it's been good. Been waiting for this moment for the last hour and a half. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, Peter, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate having Pleasure. on. Pleasure. Thank you. Did, for you have, me. did you have a nice time? I had a very nice time. Uh, so, like I said, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. It's nice to have you. Thanks for being here. You've got to see my little grotty little hole of dog corner. Oh, it's a lovely well. little hole. But yeah, it's been an honour to have you on. Uh, we're going to leave you. We're going to love you and leave you now, audience. Uh, we're going to say goodbye to Peter. Uh, and we're gonna go. I'm gonna go play a show with Secret Agent Buttercup, which I believe you're gonna come. Which I'm gonna watch, yeah. And I just got a text from Roland saying, "Can someone give me a hand with gear?" So I think we're gonna end up lugging some shit through well, time. Let's give him a hand with some gear. Blasting hot day, and we're gonna carry a load of heavy stuff. Yeah, sounds like a plan. We're gonna do the sign off. You ready? Yep. Do you remember? The, do you remember what the sign off is? I when think you listen before? Yep. I've been Pete, and I've been Pete. And we're reminding you to be rooting, be tooting, and always be shooting. But most importantly, be, be kind. kind. Leak was being woken up this morning by a um, someone coming in to make the bed, and I was just snortling away, and I gave a very emasculated scream, and she laughed at me. Um, that would be bleak. Yep, sounds very bleak.